What's up, you guys? This is The Bible Bunker, and today we are going to talk about testing. And I think we've talked about this in another podcast, kind of, but today we're going to do uh, a, more of a summary of why testing happens. Yeah, and we're getting into the East-West thing again, like Eastern culture, Western culture. In the Western culture, our testing is a pass or fail. Like, if you want to get your license, you pass or fail. doesn't matter if you got... 72 and you needed 70 you still passed and there's a definitive failure like this cutoff mark in most of all of our testing even as parents like i'm trying not be that way with my kids where it's like oh you failed now and i just grew up with this i would just like this crushing weight if i ever failed so i would try super hard to please everybody around me and if i ever like didn't my my world was rocked and was it because of you or because your parents mostly me but also just it's hard not to to have a pass fail when it's like can you not spill that you just spilled that like instead of like what when i said can you not spill that what was going on in your head like you weren't it didn't make you more aware so let's look like when i speak you're not listening that's actually the issue not that you spilled that so the, the Western mind is like, let's get at why you did that. What was inside of you? Okay. Um, so we're uh, looking at the tests in the Bible. Like traditionally they say Abraham was tested 12 times or Job was tested and God like brought that about. And I think the one way you can tell is this a testing brought on by God or a temptation brought on by my own desire or spiritual warfare is, is this like blatantly sinful or is it something like sickness or a death in the family or and what is the blatantly, the blatantly sinful, sinful would be uh, a pop-up you're on a website oh. has nothing to do with like looking at like sexual images, but the pop-up happens God's not sending you a pop-up to entice you to lust. Like, and it, it's just people just trying to, they know that that snatches and ensnares people. And where does it, does it say that God doesn't tempt? James says that your God will not tempt you. Mm-hmm. Um, but he will test us. Okay. And so when the past fail is, you look at Abraham, he failed a lot in our minds. But to a Jew or even to a Muslim, I was talking to a, Muslim in a taxi one time and somehow got on the topic of God and Abraham. Oh, and I was like, oh yeah, I think Christians and Jews and Muslims, we all kind of link ourselves with Abraham, don't we? And he's like, yeah, he was perfect. And I was like, really? <laughs> well, like, how do you, what do you mean? He was like, he never sinned. He never made a mistake. And I was like, uh, like he didn't get that Egyptian woman pregnant because he didn't trust God to have his own. So he's like, oh, that was, that's where we come from, so it wasn't a mistake. It's very interesting. Is like, that really? Yeah. Are they Ishmael? Ishmael. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. And the the twelve kings or the twelve Muslim nations. That's one crazy. Time that they still have descendants. That's so long ago. It's cool. Um, so then, the the Jews like when I uh, one of our sons' names is uh, Abraham, and I talked to a Jewish guy. And he's like, "Why would you put that much pressure on your son? Like he's per- Abraham's perfect." Oh. It Wait, was, Jewish people think yeah. that. Not all Jews. This guy did. Okay. But in general, they lift him very, very high. And they don't see failure 
when we quickly see failure, like with, with Hagar, not, not trusting that God said, Sarah's going to give me a child. Instead, he's, he's struggling. He's like, well, God, you haven't given me a child. And, and God says, I will. And so then he tells Sarah, and Sarah's like, well, let's try this. Let's, I have this maidservant. You can sleep with her and have a child. That'll be the child. When they're both failed, they didn't trust God. But what it was showing was that they only had a piece of the whole picture and they wanted this child. It wasn't a bad desire, but in the testing, they, they didn't know when to stop. They didn't know when to say enough. Like, I'm just going to trust God's word on this. Yeah. And so we revealed that they didn't, they, they were still kind of ruled by their desire and their insecurities. And so when we have like a desire to be married, a lot of people do. Um, and I've met a lot of frustrated young men and women like, why can't all my friends are married? Like they were, most of my siblings are already all married and it's just me. And like, why would God put this desire in me to be married and then not give me somebody? And sometimes it's like, well, what it's revealing right now is that you, you probably aren't ready to be married. Yeah, like, I agree. That's a lot of people. That's way but more people if you get desperate and you say like, cause I'll tell someone God wouldn't put a desire to be married in your heart. And then you'll never find someone. Like, unless you're actively working against what he has for you. Mm -hmm. And, but they take it, God wouldn't put a desire in my heart unless he wanted me to find someone. And they're like, so I'm going to find someone now. And they get desperate and a guy marries a girl who's not really a believer. Maybe she will come to church because he goes. Or the opposite. Or the opposite. Or a girl will marry a guy who checks most of the boxes, just not Jesus. Or maybe not even most of the boxes. Yeah, maybe just one of them. <laughs> He's a, a human male um, <laughs> that likes me. It feels good to be liked. Um, but the test is, will you trust God that you need to work on your relationship with him? And so many people meet that person that they spend the rest of their life with after they get to the point where, God, you're enough. I even really literally remember saying that, like tried to date and just so frustrated and it's hard in this area when you're a young person to find someone who's a godly person your age. And I was just like, that's it, God, you're enough. Like, and then boom, I met Courtney and we got married. But I've heard that story repeated so often. I think it's God connecting you, but I also think you become a lot more attractive when you're not desperate and insecure and needy. Yeah. And that's what that testing in that situation is. The testing in not, you wanna get married and you're not married yet, the testing is, God saying, aren't I enough? And a lot of times it's revealed, like, apparently he's not. And you're just desperate for someone to like you when you have a God who loves you. Yeah. So that's an example of, it's not a pass or fail. It's a what's in you. Like, are you actually working on stepping closer to God and his kingdom? Or are you just whining because your kingdom isn't set up right? Yeah. And I think that's the one of the, like, maybe the first point is that God cares more about our integrity in a test than how we feel in a test. And I, like uh, oftentimes, like when I'm like, I just sprained my ankle the other day, which is nothing, but man, it hurt so bad. And I was like, oh my gosh, I just want this to be over God. Like I was really tempted to say, will you just end this like really quickly? And he ended up ending it really quickly. But then I realized that tests are not like, they're not for my good feeling. They're for my growth. Um, I, I said something, sometimes I say things that come out. I'm like, whoa, it felt like it wasn't me. Who said that and then I can't remember them 
Yeah. But it, it was something like, oh no. God didn't create us. God didn't create us to be comfortable in this life. He created us to be holy. Something like that. Oh, it's de- oh shit. It was better I texted it to you. Yeah. Look at it. We can bring it up later, maybe. <laughs> but it, it's just basically that these tests, we don't have a God who's like, I'm going to make sure your life is as comfortable as possible. If you think that is what a Christian life is, you're not living in reality. But it's, I want to make you as holy as possible while you're on this earth. Yeah. Because he said, because I, the Lord your God, am holy, therefore be holy. Yeah. And it just means different. I'm different. Be different like me. Be set apart. Like, I'm, I am me. Like, I am the great I am. Now I want you to walk how I walk. Yeah. And I don't know if you can hear drums in the background, but we're at church right now and there, I think a kid's hitting the drums probably, but sorry for the distraction. Um, yeah, I guess what was the other East versus West thing is that, uh, in in the Eastern mind, they'll view those, that failure of trusting God as not a failure, but as a, okay, now we see where Abraham is. Let's see what happens the next time. And then ultimately they see at the end, this is Abraham. He's willing to give his chosen miracle child because he trusts God. That's who Abraham is. And they look at the, like, they don't look at one point on the process. They look at the whole thing and see success the whole time because that's what it took to get him there. So I don't know if this is what you mean by it, but do you mean that, like, um, this is another principle is that testing brings out who you actually are. Like, you think you're someone, and then once you're tested, that reveals how you actually are. If you're willing to, yeah, if you're willing to be honest with yourself. Otherwise, we handle it really badly, and then we blame everything else but ourselves for how we handled it. Yeah. And you can have a lifetime of experience and not mature and grow from it, and you're basically just a dog. You're an animal. Like, you don't evaluate anything. Like, why did I handle that so poorly? What's in me? What insecurity? Or maybe I'm really resentful. And in a marriage especially, if you're not willing to evaluate why we got in that fight or why was I so hurt, or why was I so offended? You're just going to end up being roommates within 10 years. And that happens a lot, and I hate it. It shouldn't happen. But most people are just afraid to step into this test that God has given us and learn about themselves. We think that... Marriage is the ultimate test, too. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the, at the beginning of the Bible, and that's, it's at the end of the Bible. And it reveals what's in Jesus, which is so cool. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is the perfect human... He's tested, he's tested, he's tested over and over and over. And he revealed it. Those tests bring out the incredible love of God that just exists inside him because he is God. But without those tests, like Hebrews says, he learned obedience through the cross. It's like, it's that knowledge as in not just, I know that Michael exists, but like I can, touch him or push him or destroy him in basketball. Um, like the <laughs> knowledge of like, I learned what it's like to go through that. And Jesus could know what it was like to suffer, but having never suffered, he didn't have that knowledge, like that experiential knowledge. It's similar to until Adam. he lived on earth. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Okay. And now he does. And now he's the firstborn from among the dead and he passed the final test. So we got to wrap it up, but well, I want to say one yeah, thing about what uh, Jesus Um, one of the things that I was listening to some videos on this and like when you're in a test, do you run to someone who doesn't know what you've been through? No, you don't. 
You don't run to someone who like. Sometimes we run to someone who failed just like us. No, you we do. We want them to tell them. We want them to tell us that like, oh, it's fine. I I was terrible at that too. Yeah, but that's not that's not good. That's not good. No. But usually we run to people who've been through something like we've been through, and Jesus went through like the worst thing possible. Like he can say, "I've been there" about everything, every bad thing that you are going to go through. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah. Also, another thing about Jesus, like he was tested. I think we overlooked this so much. Like he was tested for after 40 days of not eating that Satan offered him bread. I think like anyone on earth would take that bread after not eating. For well, he days. offered him the reality that you could turn those into bread right now. Why don't you? Yeah. So it, Jesus could have given himself bread. Yeah. That was even the, the whole thing with Jesus is these temptations he can already give himself and he refuses to yeah he's not going to cheat yeah and to i guess to maybe to wrap it up is um the ultimate temptation is to just in the garden when he said like please take this cup from me and then he said no not my will but your will and that's what we can say like to god not my will but your will in inside of testing yeah and that's the revelation that his will is god's will like in his humanity, he wanted every other way out, but in his divinity, he submitted to God, to himself. He understood what like, had to be done. Yeah. And sometimes you just get in that moment and you're being tested and you say, you know what, whatever happens, I'm going to watch what you're doing instead of why God, how could you put me through this? Or, or look for what you're doing. Cause sometimes it's not very obvious. <laughs> yeah. Or God, show me why, show me why you're putting me through this. Because I want to learn instead of like, just why are you putting me through this? Mm -hmm. So testing is not a pass fail, especially in our Christian walk. And the more you view it as a pass fail, the more you will fail. And the more you view it as, oh, this is what's inside me. God change that, grow that, mature that in me. You're going to actually feel like you're walking in victory and success more and more often. So it's not like a... Yeah. Oh, it's, if it's not pass fail, then I don't have to try. That's lame. Then you, I guess you do fail in that instance. If you're not trying, you're not even, you're, you're totally missing the entire test. Yeah. And Hebrews five or six, whatever talks about staying as a baby when you should be growing at this point, you should be way further than you are. Like if you want to grow, you need to not run away from trials, but like yeah. embrace them when they come. And even, even that, if you feel convicted, like I am a baby. Boom. And what we you, mean is a baby Christian. Yeah, a baby, a baby Christian. Christian. Like you're, 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 you haven't started loving people better. You haven't even started loving God and yourself better. You're lazy and you know it. Like if you can acknowledge that, you're like the test is working. Then you take another step in obedience and getting in the word and praying and saying sorry and, and confessing sin to somebody or just to God himself. But can you acknowledge your weakness and if you can that's the point god wants you to know i can do these things for you and that's like the whole bible god's like why are you running to everyone else but me i'm the one who can save you yeah and at the end of it that's that's what all of our tests should reveal that we have a god who is for us and we can trust him will we trust him yeah that's the question all right you want to pray yeah father i thank you for this day uh help us lord we're gonna endure trials and testing, um, help us to find joy in them, uh, knowing that they produce perseverance and patience and hope and faith. Help us to lean into it and, and take on those good fights and to become more like you through it. In your name, amen. 
Amen. All right, you guys, we will see you in the next one.